You're listening to Speaking to Influence, communication secrets of the C-suite. Do you want to speak with confidence and authority, have more influence, and get bigger and better results? Whether you're a top executive, an entrepreneur, or climbing the career ladder, this is the show for you. A leader who wants to inspire others and leave a lasting legacy. Now here's your host, world-renowned TEDx speaker, author, and executive communication coach, Dr. Laura Sokola. Welcome to the Speaking to Influence podcast. I'm Dr. Laura Sokola, founder of Vocal Impact Productions and author of Speaking to Influence, Mastering Your Leadership Voice. My guest today is Ellen Weber, the Executive Director of Temple University's Innovation and Entrepreneurship Institute and the Executive Director of Robin Hood Ventures, the leading angel investor group of the Philadelphia area. Ellen, thank you so much for joining me today. My pleasure. So let's talk about influence and where in your role, especially as the Executive Director of Robin Hood Ventures, who do you need to influence in this position? Just to begin with, angel investors are people who are investing in early stage companies with the idea of helping those companies grow. Angel investors tend to be serial entrepreneurs who've been very successful and want to continue to grow companies without necessarily having to wake up in the morning and think about payroll and that sort of thing. Sure. So we have a group of about 65 people. So not only do I have to influence 65 extremely successful people, but we also work with other angel groups to syndicate deals. So I have to be able to communicate well with them. Entrepreneurs, I need to be able to communicate information to them. And then we also work with a lot of organizations in the Philadelphia region, you know, including Ben Franklin Technologies, the Science Center, Philly Startup Leaders, et cetera. And so there is a lot of influencing with those groups as well. So when you talk about your original 65 people, these are other investors who are part of the collaboration, part of Robin Hood Ventures. Right. So everybody's looking to on how to invest their own money in what kinds of ventures. Right. And then when we invest... We invest as a group. Got it. Got it. So you'd have to convince each other about which companies you should or should not collectively invest in. Exactly. Okay. So as executive director, what specific communication skills did you have to develop to get this role and to be successful at it? Well, along the way, I think I had to learn how to be very concise, concise in my writing, concise when talking to people. No influence skills were absolutely key because I haven't been in a hierarchical organization in a long time. So I've had to be able to influence people that I don't have any direct ability to make something happen. I think So I think the influence skills have been especially key. And I've had to learn how to appeal to the common good to convince people to do things that I think are important. Sure. If they're not your employees, they're just other people that you have to convince to all get on board, make a decision and move together. You're all peers. It's a very different level. You don't have power over anyone per se. Exactly. Interesting. Mm -hmm. Okay. So in looking at the importance of that particular skill set, what's one big mistake that you made or a lesson you had to learn the hard way? If you could go back and do it over, what would you do differently? So a lesson that I learned the hard way was when you're dealing with executives, You need to show them data and you need to help them understand what's in it for them. How will it benefit them and how will it benefit the organization? And so earlier in my career, we were part of a group of change agents and we were given full liberty to suggest change and to try and make improvements across the organization. And we got a little ahead of ourselves and we confronted the CEO of the organization and told him he wasn't empowering people, but it was more of an emotional pitch and we didn't give him data and we didn't tell him what the outcome would be if he changed his behavior. And he looked at us and he said, 
you need to know your place. And I'll never forget that. And I will never have a conversation with a senior executive again without data, facts, and what's in it for them. Even though you're at the senior executive level now. It just- doesn't matter. If, if I need to convince someone else to do something, I need to do that. You know, in the university setting, I may be in a senior position, but I have a dean, I have a provost, I have a president that I have to convince of things sometimes. Yep. That's terrific. So then what's the next big goal for you? And what skills will you need to develop to reach it? So for me, the next step is I'm actually going to be transitioning from working at Temple full-time and Robinhood part-time to working at Robinhood full-time. So I've been doing this job in a part-time basis. This new role will allow me to really take the organization to the next level and to have much more opportunity to interact with entrepreneurs and entrepreneurial organizations across the region, across the state you know, hopefully even beyond that. And the communication skills I think I'm going to need for that is continuing to focus on the influence skills. And I think it's going to be needing to convey the really big picture, even in a different way than I've had to do it before. Getting that vision across. Mm -hmm. Nice. And with that, it is time for the listener 24-hour influence challenge. And what I'm asking is for each of our guests to give you at home one step that you can take to challenge you to do one thing to help yourself have more influence. And it's got to be something you can complete in the next 24 hours. Ellen, what do you want to challenge our listeners to do? Well, I call it the kiss my ask. And the kiss my ask means that you have to think of something that you need that will advance your goals or careers. Identify someone who can help you get it done and then craft and ask to them, that will make them want to help you. And the easier you make it for the person that you're asking, the easier it will be for them to get it done. So for example, if I want Laura to introduce me to someone that she knows, I'm not going to just say, Laura, can you introduce me to so-and-so? I'm going to write an email to Laura saying, Laura, can you introduce me to so-and-so? Here's the text that you can use to introduce me. And then all Laura has to do is take my ask and edit a little bit to put it in her own words and send it on. If I don't do that, Laura's just going to go, oh, one more thing and put it aside. But if I make it really easy for her, she's going to do it. So that's what I'm challenging each of you to do, to come up with a kiss my ask. I love it. And here's the kiss. Mwah. That's a great <laughs> ask. I love it. So and I can't wait to hear what others write in with. To tell us what their asks were. So those of you listening, please do feel free to reach out online and let us know who you asked and for what. So from there, moving on to the second part of our interview, which is guiding others. We've been talking about your journey. Now there's a mm-hmm. lot of people that you are bringing up through the ranks and helping to gain greater success, in particular as the executive director of Robinhood Ventures. So when you think about your investor group, in particular with regard to the CEOs, uh, the founders, the entrepreneurs who are coming to you looking for that funding, what is your definition of executive presence and how do you evaluate it? When I think of executive presence, and again, in, we're actually looking for entrepreneurial presence, if you will. Sure. Who has what it takes to be a real entrepreneur? So it's a little bit different flavor, but we're looking for someone who can exhibit confidence and competence, but not arrogance, who knows what they know and feels confident in what they know, but is okay to say, you know, I never thought about that before. Let me look into that and get back to you in 24 hours someone who can really read the room 
and can show up. And by showing up, again, that goes back to exhibiting confidence and competence. And those are the people that we feel more comfortable investing in. So then when you're evaluating that company that is seeking the angel funding, what are the three most important communication skills you look for in the founder? So we're looking at them to be able to communicate a vision and then communicate the plan and the steps it'll take to get there. And we're looking for them to communicate both the dream and the reality. Mm. The dream by itself, you know, it's interesting, but not investable. And someone who's just in the minutia of the plan isn't going to think big enough to carry it out. But someone who can both state the vision and what they're going to do to get there, that's someone who's investable. That's awesome. Then on the flip side, what's a red flag? What could be a derailer that might prevent you from investing in someone? I think it's very simple. It's someone who doesn't carry through on commitments. And you know the old adage about always under-promise and over-deliver? We often have entrepreneurs who do the exact opposite. Mm. So in the process of working with the entrepreneur to determine if we're going to invest, we may say something like, can we see your sales projections? And if we don't get those sales projections within a few days, then that gives us pause about how well this person can execute. And so I think that's a very important communication skill. Right. Right. Absolutely. Then once you've decided to invest in that company and they're officially a part of your portfolio, what do you wish those founders, those CEOs would do, or for that matter, stop doing when they Mm -hmm. have to present updates or other information to you? Well, first and foremost, we hope that they will give us updates. A lot of times in the heat of everything going on for an entrepreneur, the last thing they want to do is send a quarterly update to their investors. And that's a mistake because If you send updates to your investors, when a problem happens, they're prepared for the problem. They're prepared to think about how to help you and they want to help you. But if you spring on them that we only have a month left for payroll, that's too late for us to help. And it also puts you in a very bad negotiating, you the entrepreneur, in a very bad negotiating position because when people know that you only have a month's bandwidth to go, the terms are going to be rougher than they would be if you had thought it out and planned it out. So I think that's really important for an entrepreneur to keep in mind. It's not just the quality of the communication, but it's also the frequency of the communication and the openness and transparency of the communication. Being proactive in in engaging and including you in what's going on, not just when you're scrambling at the very end. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I also would say, if I take it from outside of entrepreneurs, which is anyone that I'm talking to, I think a really important skill for someone to have is to understand what kind of learner you're dealing with. Is it a visual learner? Is it an oral learner? I'm a visual learner. And when someone throws a whole bunch of facts and figures at me, and there's nothing for me to look at, I can't take it in and I lose it. I mean, I don't lose it. I I lose (laughs) the flow of what the person's trying to tell me. Sure. So try and understand, read the room, see what they need. You know, always come in with a backup of charts and graphics that you can talk through for those people who need that. That's so helpful. That whole idea of managing up, whether it's your boss or whether it's your investors or whether it's your board, there's someone that you need to be able to manage up to effectively. Thank you so much for that. And 
with that, this brings us to our last round of questions, and this is the speed round. So these okay. are some of the most common themes and challenges that are regularly arising in discussions with clients, whether I'm doing coaching or training or at conferences. So I find that so many people feel like, well, it's just me. Everybody else is so good at this. I'm the only one who struggles. And I want people to know that's not the case, that that we're all in this together and we all are working on something. So I'm going to give you a couple of quick topics, and I want you to give me your gut reaction on where you fall on some of these continua. So first, public speaking, love it or hate it? So I love it when I'm imparting information on a topic that I feel I know a lot about and I'm passionate. I really enjoy that. I really hate it when I'm asked to motivate or inspire an organization and talk about myself. I really find that difficult. Then when you have to do that in those less confident areas, Uh can you give us one tip for managing nerves or for speaking with confidence when you're not in your best topic? I'll really script it out. I'll practice it. I'll run it by, I actually will often run it by both my parents and my kids Hmm. because they're both so- Who are grown. Your kids are grown. Yes, yes, yes. But I mean, even when they were little, I would do it like, can I get my- can I get my message across? And I just always found that to be helpful. Great. So rehearsing and finding any audience at that point. Mm -hmm. Terrific. Mm -hmm. So what about this one? Introvert or extrovert? So again, I'm both. I find that I love being in a group of new and interesting people and getting to know them. I like being at parties and events, but I really feel my introversion coming out when I'm walking into a room in a business context where I don't know people. And so I I find that really difficult. And what I've learned to do is to find a job, what I call a job while I'm there. So to become the meter and greeter or to assign myself, you know, a challenge like meet two people who are working in an area that you know nothing about. And I find that calms my nerves a little bit when I'm in a group setting where I don't feel comfortable. Sure. It gives you purpose and focus and an objective and you don't have to, there's no more decisions to make. You've got your task. You can go forth and execute. That's terrific. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Last one, fight, flight, or freeze in conflict. When you're faced with the potential conflict or a difficult conversation, what's your natural tendency, regardless of what you have to do? What's your real wiring? So I think my real wiring is to fight. But a lot of times I'm dealing with people that it's really difficult to fight. And so I've learned a technique of saying, I hear you. I understand you. Let me spit back what I hear you saying and give me 24 hours to respond because I'm going to sound like a blithering idiot right now if I respond. (laughs) I'm very frank about that. So this is when somebody brings it to you. Okay. Yeah. And I've also found that's really helpful when you have tough news to deliver to somebody else, you can allay their flight or fight by saying to them, I'm going to give you some news. Don't respond. I want you to think about it. And then we'll schedule a follow-up to talk when you're ready. That's great. And a lot of people are not good at that. They either don't want to engage or they just want to finish everything immediately and get resolution. And some things take a little bit more time to work through. Mm -hmm. Thank you. So we are coming to the end of our interview now. And let me ask you this. How can people learn more about you and your organization? Well, for Robinhood Ventures, we have a website, www.robinhoodventures.com. At Temple, it's iei.temple.edu. 
And I'm on LinkedIn, Ellen Edelman Weber. There's a bunch of Ellen Webbers. I'm Ellen Edelman Weber. It's always hard on LinkedIn. Sometimes you find people and there's like 72 different people all with the same name and you're going, how do I figure out? There's a brain scientist and an astronaut. So, Oh my goodness. Mm -hmm. So you're among good company. That's interesting. (laughs) All right. Well, Ellen, thank you so much for joining us today. My pleasure. Thank you. I want to remind our listeners to go forth and take advantage of that 24-hour listener challenge of coming up with the ask. And remember also that if you want to download my quick start guide to mastering the three C's, command the room, connect with the audience, and close the deal, go to speakingtoinfluence.com. I'm Dr. Laura Sicola, and you're listening to Speaking to Influence, Communication Secrets of the C-Suite. Thanks and see you next time. Hi, everyone. This is Dr. Laura Sicola, and I want to sincerely thank you for listening to the Speaking to Influence podcast. If you love listening to these episodes as much as I love bringing them to you, be sure to subscribe so you never miss an episode. And please go to iTunes right now to rate and review our podcast in order to help us expand our reach so even more people can master the three C's to command the room, connect with the audience, and close the deal. Thanks for listening to Speaking to Influence, Communication Secrets of the C-Suite, the show for leaders who want to speak with impact. The hosts, producers, owners, and media distributors of the show make no guarantees that the strategies and information discussed will result in profit or other success and may result in losses. The opinions and statements of the hosts and guests do not necessarily reflect the opinions of the owners, staff, managers, broadcasters, or sponsors of the show. No medical or psychological therapy or personal or professional wellness or relationship advice is offered in the show. You are advised to seek counsel on matters related to your health, family, relationships, job, or other business and legal matters from licensed advisors in those areas prior to making any changes in business or lifestyle. No information provided may be suitable in your situation. As always, take responsibility for the decisions and actions you take, including the reactions they may make in your work, family, health, and life.